welcome to the Polygon Show. I'm Simone Rochefort, and I'm here with Allegra Frank. Hello. And Chelsea Stark. Hello. Wow. Another week down. <laughs> Getting up into the game of the year season uh-uh. when everyone is busy playing so many games. Chelsea, what did you do this week? I unplugged and I went off the grid and I went to the Catskills and I didn't play a single goddamn game. Oh shit! What? Freaking I, swerve, baby. And you know what was so great? There was no cell reception in my Airbnb. Oh, tell me about it. How was it? It was magical. You okay? So first thing, yeah, it was beautiful. There were forests. It was seventy degrees and oh the low God. of fifty-five. The perfect temperature. The perfect temperature. I went to a farmer's market and <gasps> bought. Tomatoes and pesto and a bunch of cheese. Pesto. Yeah. And then we went to New York's tiniest creamery. Which specifically? Yes. <laughs> that's what it well, that was that's its title because the name of the creamery is the Dirty Girl Creamery. Nice. <laughs> dirty okay. girl. Oh my I was like, who's the dirty girl in this situation? But I got to pedal. I didn't realize you went to my house this weekend. <laughs> well, your house I really so, hate got it. so many goats. I hate I it. I pet so many goats <laughs> and a good dog and ate goat cheese and goat yogurt and goat milk. Oh, my God. That sounds absolutely perfect. And I'm really, really jealous. I had a horrible realization this weekend that... An entire summer has gone by. It is now September, and I did not spend a single evening watching the fireflies in Central Park. And I don't know how it happened, except I do know how it happened. It's called rehearsal and being really, really busy for the earlier part of the summer. But I'm mad about it, you guys. Well, summer's not over yet. I yeah, fucked so, up again. Just because Labor Day has happened doesn't mean the fireflies just disappeared i'm burning all my white clothes i'm no longer the may queen Mm. (laughs) you're right though the fireflies might still be there it's not cold yet it's definitely not cold yet and next week i will have evenings back so maybe i can go to the park but who knows who knows i have three years now three years running i've lived in this goddamn city and i've said i'm gonna do something fun i'm gonna get out of the city for the summer Three years in a row, I have not done it. I mean, it's a failure. You went to Italy this summer. That's different. That's different (laughs) from taking a weekend trip upstate to go look at a lake and eat goat cheese. This was literally the first time I have done this, by the way, and I've lived in nine years in New York. I'm glad that there's still life. There is still 30. Wow, ouch. Why did it have to go after 30? Um, (laughs) I could have lived in New York nine years and still been 25. Who knows? But I'm not. I'm, uh, and yes, it was really fantastic. And I just was like mad mm-hmm. that I had to come back because why? Yeah. Why do I need cell reception when there are cute dogs to pet? I read a piece uh, in the cut today where they were interviewing uh, Mike Isaac and Gia Tolentino and Ashley Feinstein about how the internet has broken their brains, um, and it was very. I, I related to it a lot because it's all about like the ways that their thinking has changed and their memory attention span has changed in their years being online, um, and also their guilt about like you know building careers online as well because they're so inextricable from the internet. And I was like, God damn! I logged out of Twitter immediately. I feel that completely, and I felt like, uh, you know, it's just 
sometimes Twitter is such a depressing place and I have this big struggle of like, I should be on Twitter more. I mean, everyone who follows me knows I don't tweet already, but I should, it's like, I always am like, I should be on Twitter more. I should be active and saying things. And I'm like, no, everything I say is stupid. Just like everything else everyone says on Twitter. Yeah. And it makes me unhappy to be there. It's all a waste of energy. <laughs> and it, like, a waste of brilliance. A waste of brilliance. And it was just really nice to be like, oh, I don't, like nobody can reach me if they need. And Thank God. I, and I don't have to deal with like looking at shit. And I was like, all right. And I made I made a bunch of shit. I made a very good uh, custom simple syrup for some great cocktails I made. It was like really just like, oh, I'm gonna kind of relax. That's so lovely. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing to do sometimes is just put my phone on an airplane for like 24 hours, which is my attempt at simulating this experience Mm -hmm. but i think a crucial part of it is also like just not being in the city yeah which is the hard part really hard uh i mean also like i i you can do this on a train technically but i i can't drive Mm -hmm. so i had to find people who wanted to drive Mm. yes the other crucial part of vacations well the rest of us stayed inside all weekend i'm so proud i mean you know (laughs) I'm not trying. I'm not trying to like show up here like some holy being. Like you guys, the woods. <sighs> Chelsea is projecting in on a beam of light. She is still in the woods, but she has mastered astral communication. God, I freaking. She wish. has no service. That'd be great telecommuting. <laughs> like telecommuting. No, just come to the office yeah. projecting. Absolutely perfect. Well, Allegra, uh, you did something that uh, I have desperately wanted to do this weekend. You watched the New Dark Crystal series on Netflix. I did. I started it, and I actually watched the movie, too, because I'd never seen it. Um, Oh, shit! Yeah, I'd never seen The Dark Crystal uh, because, I mean, I, I like The Muppets, right? And I like Sesame Street. But this is... Only very tangentially related to that. In so the tell sense. us what The Dark Crystal is. <laughs> yeah, so it's a Jim Henson-produced feature film from 1982. It's My friend was describing it as like Jim Henson trying to do a weird puppet version of Star Wars and The Lord of the Rings, mm. I guess. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, it's like a dark... Crystal? I want to say it's like a dark epic fantasy sort of um, where, you know, everything is puppets and it's about this world called Thra that has been subsumed by darkness because their crystal, which is their sort of animating life force, has been tainted by evil, specifically the Skeksis, who are these really cool, like gross bird things who are Uh, basically taking the essence out of the other dominant race in the Mm -hmm. world, which is the Gelfling. And they, at this point, have pretty much killed all the Gelfling. There's only, we think, one Gelfling left. Um, (laughs) This feels like the nerdiest thing that you've ever consumed. Okay, so that's the thing, right? So I... You do hate fantasy. I hate fantasy. So I'm like, I've been trying to reconcile why I liked... I like the movie okay, but I love the show, which works as like a prequel to the movie where there are lots of Gelfling and the Skeksis aren't, well, they're evil, but like the Gelfling don't know it yet because they haven't killed all of them yet. Um, But yeah, I was like, why do I like this so much? There's creatures, there's this lore, there's a weird made up language. I hate Lord of the Rings type stuff. I don't, I hate Game of Thrones type stuff, but I think it's super, I really like it in that, it's this very simple and kind of easy to understand setup, honestly. It's like there's one good guy race and one bad guy race. 
And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I get it. Like, it's not like there's like, oh, and then also the Dothraki language and the blah blahs and the White Walkers and the shit shit. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand this crap. But in this, it's just like, there's these guys who look kind of cute. They have like cute elf ears and they don't look like gross, ugly humans. Like they're cute little puppets. And then there's these guys who are ugly but funny looking and they're all animals. How do you feel about Star Wars? Well, the thing is I love Star Wars. But that's just <laughs> space and fantasy That's and the other thing. I love space operas, but I do not like huh. this is so fantasy. So anything that's that like is. high elf the thing I think I was watching this <laughs> and that's high elf. <laughs> what I was saying to my friend while we were watching both the movie and the show, especially the show, was this is like a JRPG I would want to play because I love JRPGs too, Which right? Which are also fantasy. Which are also fantasy. Like I love JRPGs and honestly I think it comes down to like aesthetic for me. Like I like the Dark Crystal aesthetic just like I like JRPG aesthetic because it's like more cartoony. It's not like super... Mm-hmm. realistic and you're trying to get me to buy that there are these like humans with British accents in the year 800 and we they're should, all medieval. We should get you to watch the Lord of the Rings animated movie from Oh the- god, yo, oh. I've seen that. I've seen that. It ain't cute. No or way. Not, not the Lord of the Rings one, that one's bad. The, the Hobbit, Hobbit one. one. I like the Hobbit one. I watched that in third grade. Oh, it was great. <laughs> Here's what I like about the Dark Crystal. I, I've only, I saw the movie once. It was a few years ago. Fizzgig. Yeah, I love he's so cute. He is a small hairball he's with like a little, little round puppy. eyes, little round yellow eyes, and a big mouth that he has, yells. He has three sets of teeth. He I lo- can relate. So he is Simone. <laughs> yes, he's very loud. He's very good. And what I've seen of the Dark Crystal, the series, I saw a video that had multiple fizz gigs, and they were all yelling at the same time. Yeah. And that made me very happy. They're really cute. They're cute, and it's honestly like a funny show, too. Like, it's freaking dark because it's about the impending genocide of this race. Yikes. But it's also like the characters are very likable. Um, most of them are, most of the heroes are women, which is cool. The women are actually inherently more powerful than the men because they can fly. So I like that. And there's this wildly all-star cast like Jason Isaacs, Simon Pegg, Alicia Vikander. Sorry, wait, Jason Isaacs? Back up. Mm-hmm. He's the emperor. Let me remind myself that I am, in fact, thinking of the same. Yeah. Yeah. Lucius Malfoy. Tell me what? more about how Jason Isaacs is the emperor. He sounds amazing. Like yeah, the Skeksis have <laughs> the Skeksis have the best voice cast. Mark Hamill is the scientist. Um, he's really good. I mean, yes, Mark Hamill's just freaking but the best voice actor ever. Simon Pegg, though, I was like, because I had edited a thing for Vox.com about how great the Skeksis are, and we called out um, Simon Pegg as the Chamberlain. But I was like, wait, which one's the Chamberlain while I was still trying to figure out their names? Because none of them sound like Simon Pegg. You would not believe it's Simon Pegg. Like, he's doing this amazing, creepy villain voice where I'm like, what? That's Simon Pegg? It's so good. Aquafina's in it. She's great. Taron Egerton. He's the main character. Excuse me. This is so good. Andy Samberg is in it, apparently. I haven't gotten to that point yet. Whatever. Um, so yeah, it's like really fun to watch and the sets are all beautiful because wow. it's mostly practical effects, right? Like they actually 
built it because it's still mostly my puppets. My man crush, Jason Isaacs, and my boy crush, Taryn Egerton. Yes, it's great. <laughs> it's so good. It's really, Sorry. really fun and good. I'm glad they went with uh, practical effects, though, since that's what Jim Henson was all about. Yeah. A, a human. It would feel wrong if it was a big CG. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even imagine that because the puppetry is so crucial to that mm-hmm. aesthetic. I don't know if it would translate as well into CG or animation. Can we just back up and unpack the fact that you like this fantasy series because it has a binaristic racial system <laughs> where one I is know! good and one I is didn't want to say what I was talking because again I was talking to my friend and I was saying the same thing because I was like you know I don't really like fantasy but I like that this is a really simple setup of one race good one race bad and then I was like holy shit <laughs> that's really not good. I know I was just How like. How does it feel to be fucking canceled Allegra? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I mean it's different well i mean that is literally is it different it is, is literally it that. i don't i mean yeah i was just gonna let that lie but listen thank it's, you simone they're also different species okay so it's oh. speciesist yeah like i'm better than an insect sorry i am i so. think what you can you can say is that you just like something that is less complicated than Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings, which both of them are very... Yeah, it's that. It's not that it's a binary racist system. <laughs> it is far <laughs> more... It's a lot less complicated with yeah, all the different that's parts. That's the kind of thinking that led to the extinction of the dodos, Allegra Frank, and you should be ashamed of yourself. Moving on! <laughs> no, not really. I think it's funny. Uh, <laughs> All right, what I did all weekend. Tell me. I want to hear all about this. I played Control. Oh, I well, I watched someone play a little bit Good. of that, so I'm excited to hear your Control thoughts. is the game that Polygon's entire staff is obsessed with. I'm going to start playing it this week. I don't we get are it. all losing our shit over it. So, Please this explain. is a new game from Remedy, Remedy Entertainment who made the Max Payne games way back in the day. Um, and it is about a they woman. They also made Alan Wake. Have you never and played? Alan, yeah, I miraculously have never played Alan Wake, <sighs> even though I believe it is a lot like Twin Peaks. Am I it correct? is like the extreme thing that would be your shit because it's about an author. The extreme thing that would be my shit. It's the an most author you say. An author, and it's about this kind of evil force taking over a town. It's very Twin Peaks. You know, it's about kind of like driving out this darkness. It's got this amazing villain named Mr. Scratch. Isn't it in the Pacific Northwest too? Yes. Yeah. That sounds very much my shit. It is just like deeply weird and unsettling and Remedy is so good at atmosphere. So I'm, I'm sorry to no, derail this is you actually because Alan Wake is just good. It's an old game though. Really perfect because the other thing that I have been doing this week is uh, re-watching Twin Peaks for the, I counted the fifth time. Um, cause I was editing a video and I just had it on in the background cause I'm a monster and now I'm like halfway through season two again. If you but- <laughs> start rewatching something, Simone, do you continue, like how well do you rewatch something and also do something in the background if it's something you're invested in like Twin Peaks? Um, with Twin Peaks, it's pretty easy just because I've watched it so many times. I probably wouldn't watch something like Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries as much as I love that. And as much as I've also seen that like five times, just cause it's, each episode is a little bit more um, engaging on like a scene by scene level because there's always something going on and there's always chemistry between Franny and Jack. Whereas Twin Peaks is just kind of like this lovely up and down flow of, ah, oh, Cooper is here. I'm paying attention. Oh, we're back to Ed and Nadine. I'm zoning out now. Um, so it creates <laughs> these lovely peaks and valleys. Actually, 
kind of enjoy Nadine's plot from season two. Oh, God. But uh, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Peaks and valleys of um, attention. So I find it very, um, really lovely to have on in the background, actually. And tonally, control is very similar to that. Control is a game (laughs) Um, about a woman named Jessie who walks into the Federal Bureau of Control one day looking for her brother and finds this mysterious organization in a complete lockdown. And people have been possessed by this force called the Hiss and they look super creepy and they're hanging out on the ceiling. Um, And it's her journey through that space and uh, finding a place in that organization since she's also been touched by the paranatural. Um, And that's about as much of uh, the plot as I'll say. That's kind of what becomes evident in the first uh, session you'll play like the first twenty minutes or so, um, and in this, it, it's similar to Twin Peaks in that so much of what is uh, paranormal is left unexplained and just completely outside uh, our ability to comprehend it as human beings. And I fucking love that. I love it so much because uh, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things about Twin Peaks is just like I'm, I'm setting aside the return here because I don't give a shit about it. What? Anymore. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> the original two seasons are so much better. Um, is just that it becomes very clear, at least to me, <laughs> watching the show that Twin Peaks is a place where there is our mundane human world and it is nestled up against this strange unknowable magical world and sometimes those two overlap in ways where people can pass from one plane to the other without realizing that it's happened and encounter beings that are inhuman um but appear to be human and it's just kind of never never really explained away. There's no reason for it happening here, happening now, or why these people are taking the forms that they do. And I love that so much. I love how surreal it is. And um, it's a fucking delight. So that's how I feel about Control and Twin Peaks at the same time. (laughs) Okay, I just want (laughs) to go back to when I just screamed what, because I think that was the most... That was like the most shrill and loudest what I've screamed in a long time, and it's ringing in my head. And I'm like, wow, I forgot I was capable. Come at me, baby. Come at me. Um, I actually, and then Chelsea, I'm eager to hear your thoughts and questions because I was playing through my avatar, which is Patrick Gill. (laughs) Um, I was letting him play it while I watched, which is how I've played a lot of games. And um, I think a lot of what you're saying resonates with me, and like. Obviously, I really like Twin Peaks, too, and I like the sort of, like, unexplained supernatural mm-hmm. um, impact or effects, especially of Twin Peaks. But there's something about this game. It's just not really clicking with me right now. We played about two hours, though, so we're not, like, super I think I know deep. this is actually one of those games where I think you need to get hands-on Allegra. Like actually mm-hmm. playing it. So my experience, I I did see it in a uh, preview event at GDC, which was a very weirdly run one because it started with 15 minutes of the design director telling me about the three pillars of the game, and I was like, this is terrible. Do not do this. 
because, what were, sorry, what were the three pillars? I do not remember. Okay. Oh. Uh, because that's not a way to present a game where a human can understand it. <laughs> uh, and so then I started watching some, and I was like, this looks cool, but also weird. Mm-hmm. And then I played it, and I think what Simone, I mean, like, there's a lot of really amazing textual stuff happening in the game, but also just the way it controls. Like, you can uh, fly. Bing. You you have all these psychic abilities. You can fly up in the air. I kept apparently the developer found it very weird that I kept using the melee punch, but it was so cool because the the hiss have a way of when you uh, kill them, they explode in all these crystals, yeah. right? Which is a, like a really cool graphical effect. But like punching them so that they explode is so fun. <laughs> yeah, Patrick wouldn't do that that much, and I was like, but why? It felt so good, and they were like, but you should shoot them. I'm like, but I can punch them. <laughs> I Which think is, that is a- did he have a quest to get kills with the service weapon? <laughs> No, I think he just like when I think for a lot of people, when you have a gun, that's your first sure. to use that, right? As opposed to getting up close and punching someone. Mm-hmm. But you know how I play things. And I, know I just how punch my things. way through. But I think that's actually an interesting point of like it feels this game feels amazing. Like being able to that that feeling of flying Jesse around is actually like one of the best mechanics, like similar to the swinging in Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like. I can clearly see these things happening and I was watching like the cruel of these powers or at least sort of like learning, you know, going mm-hmm. through them and like, oh, now she can fly. Now she does this thing. And like, I think she can like sort of control things with her. She can. She mind, like basically like has. Yeah. Like telekinesis. Very strong telekinesis, though, because she can fling stuff at enemies. Yeah. And really she can pull good. pull all of their attacks and hold them in the air and fling them back. So it was interesting watching that stuff because Patrick, he had like a separate playthrough, but then started on a different profile. So I could see it from the beginning. But he wasn't like learning with me then mm-hmm. because he already knew how to use her powers. So he was like very quickly moving into like, I have a gun now. I'm going to shoot. OK, I'm flying now. I can do this now. Versus, yeah, if I were actually playing, I would probably get that immediate sort of sense of like, oh, my tactile abilities are increasing mm-hmm. and I'm figuring them out. But she has this like extremely strong sense of uh, power already. Yeah, I know. Control it, over them. I know I advocated last week of having someone else drive <laughs> in games that are hard, but I think control you would like if you played it. Yeah, because I am, I am very. I think the uh, cinematography and art direction of it are really interesting. Like, yeah. I love every time you enter a new area and it shows you the scare text. The scare text that the scare text when you enter a new area, this huge giant font and yeah. pops at you. And I'm I kind of love that. I really like it. And also I was thinking in the very beginning when you're um, still walking around and it's really you're just like on this one floor, but you go I think in a room and when you come out, like the like floor has basically flipped. Yeah. Like the architecture just kind of changes a lot in very so subtle good. ways. I think that's really cool, too. And also, you're supposed to, there's an article on Polygon about reading all of the notes and memos that you mm-hmm. collect. That's been fun. <laughs> Sorry, I almost choked on my own spit because the lore is so good. The lore? Yeah. So, yeah, that's amazing that Remedy has done it again and that the They've lore. done it again. <laughs> and it, it's nice because they the last game that they made was not great, Quantum Break? Quantum, Quantum Break, yeah. Yes. Not, I never played that one. It was extremely ambitious because they were trying to do a tie-in TV show with an Xbox game. So you would, you're would you supposed to play a chapter of the game, then watch a section of the TV show. And I can't remember if the TV show got made. <laughs> like, 
I don't think it read I, like they're very that ambitious. That sounds very difficult. <laughs> I do also like a lot of the things I like are aesthetic because you mentioning the TV show reminds me that another of the things I did like and not find willfully obtuse <laughs> was the little like video segments. With Doctor Darling, yeah, yeah those my are boyfriend. really those are really fun. I yeah, heard they're very lost esque. It has all of these um, actual video, like filming a real live human being segments with scientists, where they're giving exposition on some of the freaky stuff that's happening, um, all the magical objects that nobody understands, and it's just it's so cool to stumble upon that uh, sort of FMV esque video in the game world I and it'll be like being projected with a, an old film projector onto a, a canvas and you're just watching it as the character it's so good um, it is for me like it, it is right in that middle of the Venn diagram where it is aesthetically 100% my shit and then like you said Chelsea I love the way that it plays and that um, is not necessarily something I got out of it either when I saw the E3 demo a couple of years ago and then even this year when I um I was like posted the footage on our guides channel of our game capture from E3 and I was like this looks bleh. but playing it I'm just like oh my god I, I need to go back I need to go back for more I love this yeah when so. I first heard the name the Federal Bureau of Control it was like this is dumb shit yeah like I was just like what mm, I don't yeah, know but it's somehow it works <laughs> I'm really no. I'm gonna. I think I'm going to start this game tonight, and then we can talk about it next week because I really. Yes. I think I think like ten people on Polygon have played it, and everyone's not a, losing their minds. This is like yeah, clearly game of the year level stuff. I'm very excited. What's your favorite like small detail about this game, Simone? Uh I love the videos. I love the architecture. I love. Man, what is my favorite small detail? I think it might be also like all all the weird old technology that's around and the videos that you find are very very fun. Is the Doctor Darling? Is that that's played by like a recognizable actor? Right? I don't know his name, but he no is my boyfriend. Is. Oh, okay. Is he? I'm like, gonna look him up. <laughs> he's definitely dubbed over, right? His lip syncing is very weird. I love when they like, do that. That's it, so good. It's like a creepy effect, which Matthew is probably Peretta. good. I don't know that that is. I, th- I thought it was supposed to be someone recognizable. It's not as cute as himself. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no. He's not anyone uh, recognizable. But he's very good. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. Play Control is very good. It's undoubtedly going to be on our Game of the Year list. Um I'm very confident saying that, uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. Allegra, final thing. You're also playing Pokemon Masters this week. Yes, I what, am. That's the mobile game, right? It is. <sighs> Tell me about it. People okay. are up in arms about it. Well, those people can put their freaking arms down, <gasps> please, because I'm enjoying it. So it's the latest Nintendo DNA, D-E-N-A, um, collab and it's the first real like Pokemon game by the Pokemon company that actually like isn't just you know a match three or whatever the freak mobile game Um, so Pokemon Masters is 
It's less about the Pokemon and more about the characters in Pokemon, as in the trainer. So you start out the game and you create your own trainer, and then you pair up immediately with Brock and Misty, who you probably know from the anime or from the first freaking Pokemon games, because they're also in the games and not just the anime. Um, but it's cute because obviously it is a nod to the cartoon, where you're basically the Ash Ketchum of this group. Wow bold to yeah. think that Ash Ketchum could be replaced. And you have a Pikachu too. So every, basically this game is based around this thing called Sync Pairs, where it's like a trainer and their partner Pokemon. Like you don't like accrue or grow a collection of Pokemon. There's no catching or anything like that. Um, everyone kind of just has like one partner. <sighs> so like Brock has an Onyx and that's his partner. And the way the gameplay actually works is it's three on three battles. I don't actually love the battle system, but it's three on three battles and there's like a gauge that goes. So like when it fills up, you can use an attack, like a special attack and you can like choose your enemy target and there's weaknesses. That sort of thing is the same, but it's all based on a gauge. It's not like the traditional turn-based thing. But when the um, when you have attacked enough, you fill up this thing called a sync meter. And that's really fun because oh. that's when it shows the whole conceit of like, it's about the character and their partner Pokemon. So the sync moves that you then do are like, Misty's is called like tomboyish water beam or oh something. And it's this beautiful quick cutscene where it's her and her, I think she has a Starmie. And they're just doing some weird like dance kind of thing, and then Sarmi does the attack. Wow, this is like the fusion dance Ginyu Force kind of <laughs> yeah, like Team is. Rocket shenanigans. <laughs> it is. It's like the, there really is so much charm to it, and the animation is beautiful. Like it looks so good. These characters and all the models are just so good, and it has like a little bit of a Fire Emblem feel to it. Um, probably more so Fire Emblem Heroes than a real Fire Emblem game. <laughs> but you can, you basically collect these sync pairs, which are the characters, and you do these little side stories where you can get to know them better. And so everyone has like a pretty developed personality and there's a really good sense of humor because you run into all these other trainers just kind of scattered around in like the main base area, which is like a big Pokemon Center type thing. So I'm really enjoying how it's deepening the the personalities and whatnot of the trainers because in the Pokemon games, like the traditional ones, they're pretty much relegated to like three lines of flavor text or whatever. They're, yeah, yeah, they're cardboard cutouts kind of. Yeah, but like sometimes the lines are really funny or like the gym leaders have like a pretty distinct trait or something, but you just fight them and move on. But now like the gym leaders can be your partners. Like I'm, yeah. um, my favorite gym leader from Pokemon Silver from Johto is Whitney and she's actually one of the first like characters you get for your yeah. team so now i get to like get to know her better which is really cool because i love her as a character is it safe to play if someone's already into pokemon go uh yeah because it's like the, an the antithesis of pokemon go which has like no personality or anything wow because i feel that like is true it is true pokemon go Fair. is a checklist of a video game it, it really is, is. it's like i a, love it i'm a deeply boring person it's a very fun checklist i was literally late to work today because i was walking around playing pokemon go don't worry yes but um yeah, it's like that's all about the collecting. Yeah. But this is all about or like the Pokemon and this is all about the people behind that. Okay. And I remember I wrote this article for Polygon about how you should name your Pokemon. And they don't necessarily do this in the game, 
But I like that, like, all the Pokemon clearly have, like, their own personalities. Like, they're gendered as opposed to just being kind of referred to sort of as objects. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Whitney, the character I like, she's like, oh, yeah, my girl, Miltank over here. She really likes playing outside. And she's at the beach today because she brought me here because da, da, da. I'm like, wow, yeah, you're Pokemon. They're friends. They're friends. It's really That's sweet. Um, I think the thing that people are up in arms about is like it does have a gotcha system. Yeah, for I those... think that's what Julia Lee was mentioning on yeah. Slack. She's really into gotcha games, so I do believe and refer to her on this stuff. But um, you have to kind of like roll for the what? You just can't me. sit still and I you're cracking me up. I can't sit still. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm antsy. But you. <laughs> I want to go play Pokemon Masters. Um, you have to roll for new like sync pair characters, and you know if you don't get the one you you want, you keep rolling. Can you buy the ones Jeez. you want? You can't. Ooh, fuck. that's Rude. the thing. No wonder cannot. people are mad. Yeah, so you can spend like you can spend in-game currency, but you're obviously not going to get a ton. And I think there's a limit to how many times you can do that a day, or you can use paid crystals or whatever the heck they're called. And again, it's still randomized. So. Can I play this offline? Do I need an internet connection? Uh, you know, I I think you probably do because all the Nintendo games need internet. Poop. Yeah, I know. That's how I feel too. But like, I haven't really. It's like a, the kind of game I wouldn't play on the train or anything though. Like I literally play it on my couch while watching TV. Oh. <laughs> so. But what if you rode the ferry? You have internet on the ferry. I yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's would you play it in a I house? I would. Would play you play it, it with a mouse? <laughs> <laughs> would you play it in your bed? There is also a weird dead spot in the middle of the water. In would the you River. play it in the dead? In spot. the dead. <laughs> Thank you for helping me complete that rhyme. Um, but yeah, I like it. I don't care about the gotcha stuff as much because I'm cool with you know just taking what the game gives me. They also give you characters. Um, and I I don't know, I've just started, so it's not like I've been rolling that much or getting annoying characters. Um, How many characters are there? I don't actually know yet, hmm. but I have a feeling probably a decent amount because it's like all the gym leaders, all the Elite Four, other trainers. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I like it. And mostly it's just really pretty to look at. That's awesome. Yeah. Wait, perhaps. Of, oh, go on. No, I was saying, speaking of gotcha characters, did you see they're adding baby Mario to Dr. Mario I World? I saw a really good headline that was like, Dr. Mario World update allows like two babies to be certified medical professionals or something. Because <laughs> it's Mario and Luigi. Uh, I mean, there's a Luma uh, that's a doctor in that game. So <laughs> Anything can happen. Those don't even have, It's a like, free country. They don't have It's hands. a free country with free medical degrees for all. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you so much, everyone. This has been our show for the week. All I can think about is playing Control. And that's where I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Oh, hey, wait. Can I promote my show? Yes. Yes. Hey, I'm stage managing a play, and it opens... Friday, the today. day that you're listening to this podcast. September yes, today, 6th, right? <laughs> September 6th? Yeah. Um, so I will definitely tell you a website. Uh, it's Troilus and Cressida uh, with a production company called Hamlet Isn't Dead. Uh, it's going to be at the center at West Park. And I would love for people to come see it because it's going to be awesome. It's an all-woman cast. 
Uh, and you can find tickets at eventbrite.com. I look up Troilus and Cressida, Hamlet isn't dead. Uh, and you'll find it. It's running through the 21st. And that's where I have been every night for the last month. <laughs> no, just the last weeks, two weeks since I got back from Italy. Ha 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 ha! Life is wild. Um, and I'm really enjoying working with on this play, and it's going to be awesome. So I hope everyone comes to see it Please if you're in New York. Please don't stage door trying to find Simone, who will probably There is be. no stage door. <laughs> because don't stage be. door because there is no stage door. <laughs> But rocket rules probably apply, and I'll buy you a drink if you um, see if you if you wear a rocket T-shirt to a play. To are you going to be there every performance? Hell yeah, I have to. I'm the stage manager, man. Oh, sick! Great. <laughs> Got to be running lights and reading along and shit. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Okay. Yay! Thank you, everyone, for listening to... Wow, the rocket rule thing. I should explain that. For my other podcast, Rocket, we have a rule where if you uh, find one of us in public and you're wearing a Rocket t-shirt, which says, uh, make it weird on it, I have to buy you a drink. (laughs) Wait, if you find any of you? Yes. Sorry, one of the... Whichever... I was, I was, I was like, Simone's why does Simone have to buy? I was like, Christina's doing fine. It's punishment for me. <laughs> uh, yes, sorry. Whichever Rocket member you find will buy you a drink, probably. Sometimes I put the rule on hold when I'm feeling not like spending money. But now I guess the rule's on again because who cares? And I am feeling good. Anyway, I was there. looking at me like, stop talking. No, I was... I I just am zoning, but <laughs> because I know this already. But I was there one time when this happened. It yes, is real. It happened to me in Barcade. Yeah. I met Henry Casey. Uh, he was wearing his rocket shirt. <laughs> and it was weird because I didn't know what was going I on. I was standing in front of the Donkey Kong machine and I said, I just made a video about this. And he was on the next machine and he turned around and said, Simone? And pointed at his shirt. And I was like, oh shit, it fucking happened. <laughs> is that the only time that's happened? Um, I mean, I that's a, the only time it's happened for Rocket. That's a lot of coincidences though someone's wearing the shirt they don't even know you're there that's amazing yeah it was a total it was so weird yeah a one in a million chance um yeah henry casey's great so you could be the next henry casey <laughs> if you come see my show wait are there drinks at the theater yeah baby oh even better yeah it's now- in a big old church on 86th street um and uh god and we have some very cool fight choreography happening in act two when the war between the Greeks and Trojans happens. Can you remind us where to get tickets? Because I already forgot. Eventbrite. <laughs> Troilus and Cressida. Troilus and Cressida. The production company is Hamlet Isn't Dead. Um, now that I've promoted that so much more than I've ever promoted any of my other work on this podcast. Thank you so much, everyone. This has been the Polygon Show. Please review us on Apple Podcasts.